0: you're tired of spending money on trail cameras you use as tools only to find out they're built like freaking toys or you've struggled with unreliable not so dependable cameras or experienced customer service that flat out disappointed you i've been there those problems literally birthed exodus eight years ago when they shipped their first camera exodus had a clear desire to not only build elite products that enabled you to set it and forget it all season long but also to back them like no other company was willing to with an unmatched level of customer service and support. See for yourself why Exodus has over 15,000 satisfied customers. They've quickly become known for their five-year no BS warranty, quality cameras, and best in-class customer service. You heard that right. Exodus believes in their products so much, every single camera is backed by a five-year warranty that includes theft and accidental damage coverage. Each camera is checked for quality control standards before it leaves the warehouse they wouldn't use it, you don't get it. Exodus is so confident. You'll love your new Exodus camera. They're offering you, the listener of this show, 15% off your next order today. Just use code BTE. If you don't love it, get your money refunded in the first 30 days and just send her back. Exodus really has two excellent cell cam options for uh, all budgets, and they start at just a plus you're 15% off there, you use the code BTE. They have competitive data plans that allows you to purchase a a plan and use the data as you see fit. They want you to be in control. There's no annual commitment and no limit on how many cameras you can run on one plan. You can share cameras with friends, no charge, which makes the XS lineup a great option for hunting clubs and leases. There are no additional fees for HD photo requests, that's pretty nice. No additional fees for video uploads, and all cameras share data on a single data plan for easy management. See for yourself why so many have made the switch to Exodus and experienced the Exodus difference. Use code BTE to get 15% off your next order today. Now let's talk about Osseo Gear. It's a great option for Whitetail hunters. They develop a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you got a lifetime warranty on anything you buy from ASIO, which is pretty nice. They have a super unique camo pattern and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. So visit ASIOgear.com get you some premium hunting clothing. Also, I want to talk about... Hunting beast gear, makers of the beast stand and beast sticks, in my opinion, the best option for a mobile hunter that's looking to pound the public land or just hop around on your private land. I don't hardly worry about permanent stands anymore on the uh, few pieces of private I do have. I just use that beast stand and sticks and I got so good with putting it, up, uh, taking it up and down. I really feel comfortable using it in any scenario whatsoever. You have it had the experience of getting your hands on a beast stand and trying it out for yourself go to beastgear.com get your pre-order in for the stand order you some sticks and become more deadly this deer season speaking of deadly gotta talk to you about stealth outdoors makers of stealth strips which is a great addition to any beast stand that you're going to buy for beast sticks it's a great addition for all kinds of stuff. I just put some on my bow the other day. Stealth Strips really are a, a product that any hunter, whether you're a weekend warrior or a guy that hunts almost every day, really needs to take advantage of. The Stuff absolutely deadens your, your gear uh, to make it essentially uh, noise-free. If you haven't checked out Stealth Strips yet, stop buying all the other crappy alternatives like the hockey tape and any other stuff you're trying to use to silence your gear, get the good stuff. Get Stealth Strips. Visit StealthOutdoors.com. Pick you up some Stealth Strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Go check them out. Hey, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. I hope everybody's doing good tonight. Uh we got got uh, quite a few people on, 102 people already. Uh, nice. Yeah. How's Dan
1: been doing? How
0: has uh, Wisconsin
1: been? Uh, got so much stuff going on, I had to give up sleep. I had to have some room.
0: Well, what's new with
1: you? Yeah. So, a lot of hunting. Just been hunting every single day. Um. We're going to release a kill video tomorrow. I don't want to give too much information out about it, but... Um, to be called uh, Hunting Down the Owl Island Nine Pointer.
0: Oh, so people are familiar with the owl then.
1: Yeah, it's the place that we, it's the hunt takes place on uh, the property that we scouted last year where we saved the owl, that mm-hmm. saving private Ryan. So we hunted the spots where we um, did the video. That should be a good video.
0: Yep. i uh, I'm excited to watch it because um anyway that's all we'll say about it <laughs>
1: watch tomorrow
0: um
1: i was gonna release yeah, it tonight but i didn't want to ruin the show yeah um, Cuz people will be split in between they can't wait till tomorrow it's like right. uh it's like geez you can't wait to watch it till tomorrow
0: yeah i i know um it's
1: funny but
0: i in wisconsin this year that was probably the worst like hunt I've ever had in Wisconsin. Just not seeing deer. Like usually mm-hmm. I go there and, and the, it's in the kettles, uh, kettle moraine is the area I was in. Usually there's deer everywhere, but there's not, you know, uh, not a lot of big deer up there, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, I just didn't even, we didn't even, none of us did the whole group. Didn't Gary kind of mm-hmm. said it was because of the, the bumper crop of acorns that they
1: got into. Do you have bigger woods up there. or Yeah. Yeah. The um, acorns are going to make a damper on you. So, um, it's the opposite effect by me. So like I travel around Wisconsin all over and hunting, and, you know, and yeah. when acorns drop in the areas that are swampy and low, those isolated acorns, I mean, it's better than rot. I yeah. mean, for example, uh, I had a hunt a couple of days ago. I had 25 deer come past. Yeah. You know, while you are as a matter of fact, while I had 25 deer come past, but well, you were up north not seeing nothing. Yeah. Um. So it was like the total opposite. I'm having a great hunt here, but I'm having a hard time getting onto really big stuff. I did have one in front of me the uh, when I had the 25 that was a pretty good-sized buck, but it was just uh, in the shadows enough that I couldn't really, I mean, it was about a shooter, but I didn't really want to put an arrow into something that I wasn't positive on it could have been just a nice two-year-old or something you know yeah
0: that's that's how i feel around here this year compared to last year i just um camera wise i don't have nearly as many big bucks on camera as i did last year Mm -hmm. around here but of course you know i haven't even started hunting here we still got till sunday but um, yeah i was talking to my friends in iowa and
1: i was talking about well should i come down uh start hunting now and they were telling me that's Done in my area it's so hot and dry down there right now they're not seeing anything and they're getting you know a lot of reports of ehd and stuff and so um i might wait till uh mid or late october yeah i, hate I going was, in when the whole crowd goes down when everybody's all over the public lands
0: i was just getting ready to ask you if you were going to head to october or head to iowa here uh you know a couple days or not but um,
1: Probably it's, not, unless I kill something quick here, then I might. Yeah. Right.
0: I was looking at the forecast for here next week, and there's like two days where it's going to be 88. God dang, man. Um, seems like this hot weather has been like a plague to hunting this year, at least for me. With Tennessee, Nebraska, and now the opener of Indiana, it's just like the heat won't go away.
1: Yeah, we're getting the, the same plague we had last year. Uh, for the whole season so far, it's been like what 15 16 days or something. Yeah, I, don't know, I lost track, but it's been an east wind every day, really. Mm-hmm. Some sort of east yeah. wind, either mostly southeast east yeah. to southeast, more straight east than anything. Yeah, I've,
0: I've been talking to, uh, of course, my buddies all that come down here and hunt opening week here, and they're all very optimistic about opening. and I'm usually the optimistic one, but. When it's an October 1st opener and you get some kind of a crappy weather, it just makes it a little tougher. I mean, it's, um, you know, weather, weather can have like a, like if you get a cold front that first couple of days of season, it's like, holy cow, that's good stuff. But uh, when it gets hot and then it's October 1st, and they're off their summer patterns completely. It's, it's uh, kind of a bummer, but not impossible for, for sure. But it just makes yeah, it, I tough seeing
1: it slow slowdown in October. So, I mean, we're right there now. You start seeing that uh, where they don't move as far and you you stop seeing the five o'clock deer, you know, it's more closer to the border or the buzzer. Um, But I've still done well um, on a few giants um, the first week of October. The second week of October is pretty hard. Third week of October to start coming around again, I start seeing all that rut activity and stuff. Speaking of, um, um, and you'll see some of that in that video, uh that area where that hunt took place for whatever reason is on fire Mm. you know trees that had six scrapes around them i had bucks fighting underneath me i had uh, a buck grunting chasing a doe in circles i mean it was nuts opening week big huge rubs all over the place
0: Hmm, i've seen some rubs around here but nothing no scrapes yet i I've been, this time of year, like right before season, I start walking like our, because we have a lot of hiking trails on the public land around here, because mm-hmm. international, just horse trails and whatever, and I'll, I'll walk those, and one, look at acorns, and then two, um, look for scrapes or just any kind of deer sign, and and have not seen a scrape yet this year. Now, And I also have not seen white oaks this year. Holy cow, we are like dry of white oaks this year. Mm. We do have a bunch of uh, chestnut oaks, but those aren't really any good until late season typically, but.
1: No, um, well, that's actually good. I mean, if you get too many, uh, acorns up by you, it's going to be tough to hunt those hills. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I, so I wasn't really. Like
1: lack of acorns is probably a good thing. I was just, uh, just before I got on, on a ride home from the swamp, I was, uh, talking to Eric on the phone, which Eric is going down by you to hunt, uh, next week. Right. We
0: were yes. Talking
1: about, uh, his hunt and and, uh, we were both assuming you had a good crop this year and we were talking about how that's going to make things harder. So he, he'll probably be glad to hear that you uh, don't have a good acorn crop.
0: And I talked to – who did I talk to the other day? Oh, Jake Bush lives, like, straight east of me in Ohio. And mm-hmm. I was, like, having – I'm struggling finding white oaks. And I texted him, like, dude, are you finding white oaks over there? Um, just because he's kind of on the same – whatever you call it, latitude line as me. And I was, like – he's, like, no. He goes, I can't. There's hardly any. He's, like, but the chestnut oaks are plentiful. So it must mm-hmm. just be, like, our – the weather we had this year um, must have not been good for white oak
1: trees. But um, have you ever I, noticed how the deer will go right past some some white oaks to so yeah. a certain white oak and eat that that one?
0: I know what you mean. Yeah, um, I just hope I can find one of one of them I'm dropping. <laughs> uh, but it is what it is. That, like like you said, though, I think I don't. I, it's not a bad thing if if you find you can find an isolated one that's dropping the rest of them aren't that's like that can be money just haven't found it yet problem i also haven't been like i am real leery about diving in places right now like i don't want to i'm just walking horse trails and human trails i don't like to get actually in where i'm gonna hunt at yet so i'll just do some midday scouting for hot fresh sign on oaks and then set up and go from there i I have a good feel of like where big deer are in the air in certain areas i just got to find where they're moving daylight hours if if they are moving far enough uh that's another thing that makes it hard in, in early season is um well just in general in the hills and we've talked about this a hundred times but just in in the hills it's hard a little harder to get within that like 100 to 70 yards from them you know sure is just, uh, mm-hmm. so that, that's what's hard about uh, when there is a bunch of oaks and you can't get close you know you know
1: what uh, i found about hill country is you to get into that movement range for a mature buck where they you know, they get them set up so good that you have to have that pre-scouted yeah you, you have a struggle getting into those positions um, when you do a road trip or you go to someplace new and you're hunting it the first time um that hill country is tough because they set up so well to watch smell or hear you or whatever they always catch you off guard yeah but if you pre-scout it find where they're at and then you have a setup. And like, like, uh, I was talking to Eric, uh, about the spots that we hunted when we were down by you, um, when I came along and, uh, uh, I was telling him you should go revisit those because we had tweaked them. We figured them out, but we already, you know, by the time you figure them out, we already, the deer was wise to us, but now he, now, you know, he knows how to get into them. So I was telling him three spots that were really good, you know, and you know, give those a shot.
0: Do you think mornings are going to be like, what's your opinion on mornings when it's hot during early season? If it's, season if
1: it's hot, I think you'll, you'll do good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, because you're
1: those cool mornings and, and uh, they just don't move until later in the evenings in that heat. If it's really hot, you know, um, the mornings should be good. It's hard to get any kind of movement in the mornings in October, but those real hot days, I do think you'll have morning movement. Yeah.
0: I've been noticing a lot of deer movement of like, uh, or maybe deer going back to bed at like eight thirty, nine o'clock mm-hmm. right now, which it's in the eighties right now here. So
1: Nebraska, uh, they were moving till like nine o'clock in the morning, but it was like a hundred degrees. Right. Right. You know, so in the morning it was, it was actually nice out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's tolerable.
1: Right. Cause it was into the eight eighties well after dark. Right. Oh Yeah. So the mornings, I mean, they just had a later movement period. Yeah,
0: it's it's easy for me, being in my home state uh, in the mornings because I got you know hundreds of different spots I can go to. But I, I I feel for those guys out of state, you know, coming coming down here. And I mean, obviously I'd help them and all that, but um, it's tough hunting I mean, mornings when you're you're not real real familiar with the spots. It's like Eric had a particular spot that he was uh, sent me uh today to look at uh, about a morning hunt and I was like oh yeah that's a that'd be a good spot I'm like you got to cross a a river <laughs> to get there <laughs> you know and he's like oh man I'm like yeah you can do it it's just got to do it in the dark in the morning you know so not that it matters if you get wet right now cuz it's going to be
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. 88
0: degrees outside, you know, you can just get wet and move on, not to worry about it, but um, yeah.
1: Speaking of, uh, um, when I went out with Dave on opening day, uh, Dave Greenhorn, or Sh- yep. Dave Schwabe, mm-hmm. um, we were just walking through grass navigating with our phones to get back to one of those islands. And I came upon this little little patch of mud that was like um, three feet across, three feet wide. And I remember just thinking it's odd there's no deer tracks in that because there's like deer tracks everywhere. And I stepped there and went right through. It was like uh, we're walking beside a lake. There was no bottom and i couldn't get out and every time i moved i sunk a little i had to take my stand off get my stuff off and then eventually dave started filming because he thought it was funny but yeah uh, uh there was literally i could feel my feet in water and every time i'd move i'd go down a little more and i couldn't pull myself out and i literally could not get out and what i finally did was i broke off some trees that were dead that were next to me like some elm trees put them across and pulled myself out i only went through to my waist but uh I was thinking, man, if that was like somebody heavy or something or, yeah. or older, you'd really have an issue. Or if you hit that in the dark and you were alone, holy crap. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, there was a spot I was going to down or uh, up at Gary's and they were, they told me the same thing. They're like, do not walk right here. Like this is dangerous right here. Um, so it must've been one of those, those type of areas. Um, my buddy that was with me, he, he'd never, I mean, he's from here and he's never hunted anywhere, but here in Southern Indiana, he'd never stepped foot in a swamp. And dude, he was just like, it's, uh, I hadn't been with someone for a long time that has like, not scared of them, but like, he was kind of like, Oh my God, look at this place. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's intimidating for people that don't, aren't used to that terrain or those, um, you know, the, the possibility of kind of going in, there was a guy, uh, there is a swamp, Charlie Swamp, here, which is a code that me and Dan made up for this particular spot. But it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, there's a guy that an older gentleman that got stuck in that swamp this uh, last year. Really, I didn't yeah, think a
1: spot that bad in that swamp. This yeah, mild.
0: there there is a couple of swamps swamps that are
1: uh, um
0: can be fairly dangerous, especially if it's rained a little bit. But yeah, he got. Yeah. I don't know if he just got. I mean, I don't. I know I. Ha- I know the area he had to have been in and uh, to get stuck that bad. And I guess he just went in probably above his knees and couldn't get out. He was 67.
1: Mm. So, you know, that's getting up there in age. But
0: they had to, yeah, they had to come in and rescue him.
1: We had a guy out here uh, in his um, mid to upper 80s that went through during gun deer season in Cattail uh, Marsh. And um, they couldn't pull him out. They put plywood beside him and they're trying to pull him out. And, they ended up getting a, a snowmobile and putting a strap around his uh, his chest under his armpits and yanking yeah. him out. I'm surprised I didn't kill the old man. And he yeah. came out with no, no boots on, so the boots are still down there somewhere.
0: You should go find him, give him back to him, like the people do your arrows and stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't been in that, that swamp this year, Dan. Someone uh, texted me the other day and asked me about if I've been in there this year and how it
1: looked. I like, mean, I
0: haven't been in there. I need to, I need Don't to you go in there. there.
1: How about you? you can, uh, you can hunt, uh, early.
0: Yeah. We have a uh, deer reduction zones. Uh, you you, yeah. I've been, I've been thinking about it real hard. It's about an hour drive from here. Um, obviously now I
1: probably won't, but, um, Nick, uh, I drive about an hour every day. I, I know. I'm all over the freaking state.
0: It's hard because um, you have to shoot a doe first. You can't uh, shoot a buck. So I'm like, I go in there, shoot a doe, and I'm going to switch mics here, guys. People are saying my mic is uh, kind of being.
1: All right, we're just gonna fix this now, right? Nope, no good.
0: Test test. Can you hear me?
1: It's some sort of background noise. Really bad. Ever since you started messing with this, so there you go now. Okay, there you go. Sorry guys,
0: my wife texted me and said my mic is being weird again. Right, but it was weirder than Rick. That's weird. I don't know what's going on with it. This is a good mic. I don't know if it's the cable or what, but I'm going to have to figure it out one of these days. I think it's tolerable, though. No. Um, yep. Yeah, Rick doesn't sound like he's been hunting much.
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: You guys got him working, working too much on the hunting beast?
1: I don't know. He came back from... Uh... Nebraska, and he said uh, he's got Lyme's disease, or he's got this, or he's got that, and he's getting tested for all this stuff. I think he's just sore from walking so much. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, he's been out a little bit. But yeah, uh, he sent me a picture of a uh, about a I don't know seventy-inch buck or something that he passed. Hmm. Is he hunting conservancy? So yeah, mm-hmm. he hasn't been all over right. here at all. Yeah. Oh well. He like to come out and scout. He doesn't like to hunt. It's okay with me. I just go out there and kill him <laughs> for him. Uh, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. I hope he gets one this year. I hope he gets a big one this year. Yeah, it'd be nice you to got, see that happen. Keep you guys got motivation. a lot of motivation. You guys got a lot of time. You got to, like February. I don't have as much time this year. I got – the 16th is when we're having the baby. Hmm. And from there, it'll just be kind of play it by ear, and hopefully um, everything's going well and I can be able to get out. But um, you never know with that kind of thing, you know. I, I love having kids. I do not love the – I love the process after you have kids. I do not like the process of having kids. It's pretty stressful for me. But – all you can think about is what can go wrong, not what's going to go right. Here, Dan, is, is this a better? This mic. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, you're a little better now. A little louder. Okay, I changed the settings, so
0: should should work. Hopefully, I'm not going in and out. Um, but let's see here. We can, uh, you guys, if you got any questions for us tonight, let them let us know. And we'll uh, we'll try to answer some tonight. We probably won't go for an hour and a half because, Dan, what time did you get up this morning? Probably two o'clock, three o'clock.
1: Uh, yeah, something like that. Two.
0: You want to talk about what I uh, forced your hand into doing? Now, something I've been <laughs> re- regretting. <laughs> I've been like, dreading talking about this for to everyone, but.
1: Um, yeah, just be just be straightforward and honest.
0: And yeah, like, no, it's just, not. Mean, it's, it's not that. a big deal. It's, no, it's I just. Not- uh, well, we can like start from the beginning about kind of like how, uh, we've been doing this for two years now. Essentially, this is our sec- our, will be this would have been our third deer season doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and a couple years back, you know, I was just helping Dan with the channel, and you know, um, you know, Dan kind of was like, you know um just a a newsflash everybody you don't get rich on youtube he's like i can't like pay you to do this kind of stuff and i'm like yeah i get it so we kind of brainstormed and dan came up with the idea of doing this show and he's like you can have the income from it as payment for me to um for helping dan just put my crap on dan's channel on the beast like my hunting stuff and so that's what we have been doing the last couple years um and then obviously this summer i I quit my job to try to make this thing happen full time and um, just been wrestling around for a couple months about how to make it grow and stuff. And I just felt like I need to put my stuff, my hunt and whatnot on this channel. Um, But you know, that's not fair to Dan because our agreement was to do a uh, kind of a swap thing. So Dan probably won't be on here nearly as much as he was before. I hope Dan comes sometimes but
1: <laughs> well i will i mean i got no problem coming over here and, and visiting and stuff um yeah i am going to do um a show on my channel um mm-hmm. and i've always wanted to but i want i didn't you know i want to help you yeah and i think we we did our mission of growing you and getting you a big audience and stuff and and uh i think you got a pretty good following now so
0: yeah i got a real good base uh, some, you know, you know,
1: obviously for greedy reasons, I'd love to have, to have you stay on my, my channel. Cause I, yeah, I love you like family, but I think, uh, I think part of it too, isn't just, uh, the money thing. I think, uh, if you're honest about it, I think you'll, you know, you, you have a passion to do your show and yeah, make a cool yeah. show and, and do it your way instead of Dan's way and stuff. And kind of like, I, I, I like doing mine. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point or another, uh, We had to both see this coming. I mean, it caught me a little bit by surprise being, uh, right at hunting season.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: I get it. I mean, and it really, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, uh, the funny part is anytime something like this happens, everybody thinks there's some sort of war or something or something. Yeah. Really isn't, you know?
0: No. And there's like people that it's funny. Like, like, just the short amount of time that I put that video up on Hunt and beast, it's been up there. It's like people want so bad for there to be drama. Like they want, they want something bad to be going on. It's crazy. And like, I've had people, I have people message me on Facebook. Like, so what really happened? I'm like, what? nothing. Like, this is what happened. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Um, it's insane. People are insane, but um, I get it. It's not real, real sexy, but like, yeah, I think, I think the biggest difference, like, but between me and others is I, I did, I, you know, I quit my job to try to make this work. So I got, I have to, you know, I can't not make money and just sit here and talk to you guys all the time. I have to try to try to do something that will be, uh, you know, a living for me. And I think the way I have to do it is, is, uh, uh, do my own content. I know Dan's completely right. Like I have a true passion for making videos, uh, or movies about hunting. And, and that's what I really like to do. Um, it's, it's tedious work, and, but I, I really I really like it. I like doing my own stuff. Sometimes I don't like editing other people's stuff, which I think Dan would agree with that. Yeah,
1: I um, hate editing other people's stuff. Oh my god,
0: something something that would take me an hour to edit, my own stuff will take me ten hours to edit for someone else. I still got
1: to do the last uh, Battle of the Boas video.
0: Just, just to, all. You know-
1: Got yeah. So late with the hunting and stuff. And, and then that's one of the things that when you quit your job, I started putting on you cause you had time and and this, I couldn't, because there's no way you could go through all the crap that happened in our camp not be, and not <laughs> being
0: there. Yeah.
1: Right, you couldn't, you couldn't do it.
0: <laughs> if I was, was there, I would have been there. And, yeah. If I would have been there and known the outline of like, I'd at least had in my mind, like what happened, what day it was and stuff. But like, man, if you were not there, it wouldn't have been, it would have been really hard. Um, to, to put all that together. but um, Anywho, that's what's going on. I don't know. Maybe Dan, maybe Dan will hop on here when he has something good to say to everybody. But um, I'll also try to keep up on it and keep interesting people coming on, or maybe just hop on here by myself and talk to everybody. Um, I got a lot of crazy friends that'll come on and entertain, entertain you for an hour. So, but I'm sure whatever Dan's going to do is going to be, really good too. Then um, you're, this is something different. We can talk about now because it doesn't matter, but um, you're way more into like the news articles and all that than, than I ever was. You, you seem to really love finding those and digging those up. Um, like hunting news and just weird things that are going on, which I liked them too. I just wasn't very good at finding them like you
1: were. So all you have to do is find one or two and then everybody starts sending them to
0: you. Yeah. Right. Right. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, so that's all that's, uh, that's all that's going on and nothing really, really more. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll, i sure about,
1: about YouTube too is, I mean, like, even if you make money, it's, it's not a guarantee. I mean um, you take some of these people that are really big. I mean, they're making a living on YouTube and uh, at any time, YouTube could just demonetize them or cancel them. It's not a guarantee, and you then you have nothing. Yep. So it's it's, it's a pretty good idea to just you know keep your day job.
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm uh, really taking a risk here, and even with me, I still have to. I still work for my other company, like I do consulting work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I even put that in a in a vlog I did the other day on my channel. Just I uh, showed me in a freaking suit and tie doing a video conference with them. You know, I I do it. Every week I still do stuff, but it's not, I mean, people do it though. People make a living on here, but it's hard. It's extremely hard. Um, And I didn't feel like for me, at least starting off, like initially, if I wanted to do it, I had to at least commit a few years to trying to make it because I don't Mm -hmm. know if if, doing it part-time, like, I don't know how Dan has done it to where, other than Dan had a pretty good following, I think kind of before he even started YouTube. But, um, you know, I don't don't know how a guy does it part-time and, you know, gets enough content out has enough time to edit and, and all that unless you don't have a family you know unless you just want to you know go to work and then come home and do that um but i i actually got a few uh messages today probably just because i put that video on the beast about some people who were like i i kind of want to quit my job and do youtube <laughs> i was like oh man i don't know <laughs>
1: Well, a number of people applying for jobs at uh, at the shop I work at. I think everybody's probably doing YouTube or something. Oh, really? (laughs) Work no more.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's where I was. I had I had uh, first of all, my company was willing to kind of hire me hourly to where I could still work for them. But second of all, um, when I say my company, it's not mine. The company I used to work for. And and then um, second of all, I kind of had that that mindset of it seems like at least in the foreseeable future, if a guy was a decent worker and wanted a job, you, you'd probably can get one pretty quick. I could probably, I could probably get one by Monday, you know, if I needed mm-hmm. something. Um, but not, not there quite yet. So, um, but I appreciate you, Dan, like being cool about all this. And I know it was like you said,
1: probably harder on you than yeah. it is me. I, I mean, really I've got a good, Following a good, everything's going on great. Yeah. And, uh, right. I I want you to go, obviously, but it's not going to hurt me. I mean, it's um, no, (laughs) I know. I think think the stress you're having is more like you knowing you and the way you are and having gotten to know you over the years. You're always stressed about what everybody else is thinking and what they're worried about. And yeah, it's not a problem, Josh.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, that means a lot, (laughs) believe me. Um. Anyways, hopefully, uh, I'm probably I'm sure I'll make an appearance on the Beast every now and again for some reason or another. Uh, people are asking that if I'm completely gone or anything. I I put that title about I'm leaving the Beast as more of like a it's kind of a clickbaity thing, like just so people would watch it. But
1: <laughs> it was good to see a, Um, there, there seemed to be a very positive reaction. A lot yeah. of people.
0: Well, know, I think thought, there's always going think- to
1: be a jerk or two, but. For the yeah, most whatever. part, uh, I mean, most people are always there. Yeah, but uh, no matter what, it seems like everybody's um, pretty supportive of what you're doing, and, and you know, yeah, well, yeah, because they like you. I mean, the reason people like Josh is, is uh, the family shows. It's way different than what I do. It's kind of what I like too. Is 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 the whole, you, you know, you're more the um, the family type hunter, where I'm the old guy hunter kind of thing, you know where a yeah. lot of guys can relate to that. They got kids, they want involved in hunting they you know? Yeah. You know, it's what you do is yeah. cool.
0: I was going to ask you, I, maybe I should ask you off camera, but probably you probably don't care. Like, so how old are you now? 57.
1: 108.
0: Hey, <laughs> you look good for 108. I am.
1: Uh, I'm 56. 56. I'll turn fifty seven in January
0: how much longer would you like, like, are you a guy that's just going to keep on taking away at YouTube or do you think like whenever you retire from quad, do you think you would be like, okay, I'm done with everything. I always want to hunt. not worry no, about I, it.
1: Think, um, I think my, my passion has changed over the years and my passion and uh, what I do, and I can't really see myself doing anything else is helping hunters become better hunters and better people. You know, yeah. um, that's always been my goal to, uh, I think, how did I phrase that to, to, to make hunters better people and people, better hunters. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's my passion. It's what I want to do. I mean, uh, we've all got our thing and what we do in this world and that's mine. And, uh, I don't think that's ever going to change until I draw. Yeah. That's what I do. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's you know, I, I enjoy it. It's not. It's not the. It's not the money thing. I'm glad I'm. I'm making good money, and I'm glad I'm where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that could change at any minute. You never know what's going to happen. But uh, yeah. it's really not about financial gain or anything like that. It's. Uh, it's just what I want to do. Um, that's that's a thing that. Um, a lot of people have a hard time with with me is like. Uh, like they try to change you they try to alter you to, well, this is how you're going to make more profits. This, you know, and you have people coming at you from all different directions when really I've been doing this since literally the eighties Yeah, <laughs> in one way, shape or another, which is why I have the, the fan base I have. It's right. obviously not. Cause I'm going out and killing a bunch of two-year-olds all over the country. Like everybody else. I'm, you know, you know, it's because I've been doing this for an entirety and learned a lot about it and, and, and give those secrets up, you know?
0: Yep. Yep. Who who are we talking about? Who was I talking with the other day? Oh, his name is, it's Mike from Hunt Hunt Better. I think it's what it's called. Hunt Better. Yeah. Um, We got to talking, I don't know if it was on the live, the show we did or the beforehand, but we got to talking about you and like how many guys have come out of the hunting beast and are now like, famous not famous hunters but like well known in the hunting industry like so many people have kind of got their start right there and on the website on the old you know like that's because oh, of yeah. you, That was crazy um we were talking it about, is I mean,
1: when we, we did that uh that podcast that uh at the last show we did together yeah all those people on the panel every one of them started on the hunting beasts yeah For one person
0: well, I had Handy May on the other day. Same thing. He was like, "Yeah, I, I started like learning a lot about deer and all that, like way back in the day on the Beast, but when it was just the the platform or the website." Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett, we talked about him. We were sitting around one night at one of those shows. It was wasn't a sh- wasn't we weren't we weren't podcasting or anything. It was just a bunch of guys sitting around, and Garrett was talking like. You 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 said you remember when he was like fifteen years old on that.
1: Yeah, his name was Bowhunter fifteen because he was fifteen. <laughs> years he old. was fifteen. fifteen. I still 15. remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the the big guys started on the the beast, um and then moved on. You know, yeah. Um, and, and then the uh,
0: hunting public. I think Aaron's been pretty upfront that like you were a big part of like them kind of starting what they were. Um, yeah, Aaron
1: used to to talk to talk to me uh all the time before he was the in public. He was with yeah. um, Bill Winky. yeah.
0: Midwest, uh, Midwest whitetail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing is I've noticed this uh this year, the crazy amount of like people that were on the Outdoor Channel uh that mm-hmm. now have all have YouTube channel channels now and like are doing all their content on those YouTube channels.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I I, uh, I talked to a big guy from. Uh, Realtry the other day and uh he was telling me that uh uh he, he was talking to um God, who's that guy that owns all that land in Iowa, that uh big TV guy. No, uh, TV guy. No, the T V guy. Lee Lakoski. close.
0: Uh, Mark Drury?
1: Yeah, no. he was talking okay. to Mark Drury. Yeah. He said he he told Mark, he says, Hey, I just uh had a conversation with, with with uh dan infold about this or thing, and he, and he went off on him he's like dan infold these guys think they're gonna change the world make all kinds of new hunting <laughs> i was laughing my butt off about what he said but
0: uh, oh my gosh
1: they're probably frustrated because everybody's going to the youtube now you, you yeah. know it's like uh losing all their fan base and it's really it's not that uh, it's it's a changing tide i mean what we're doing, and people like me, it's kind of a trend that, that we started a while back that's now really starting to take off, is that you can shoot these things on public land and anybody can do it. Yeah. You don't have to own this huge ranch. So it's not really like like um, we're stealing anything from those people or whatever. It's just a whole different type of hunting. Not everybody right. can afford have kind of land to lease or to buy. And I mean, even leases nowadays are so expensive. But yeah, anybody I mean, on an equal playing field just by going, by learning how to hunt instead of how to to grow and lock up deer away from everybody else. You know, there's, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, some people have a lot of enjoyment over putting in food plots and it's just a different type of work. Yep. For people in our mindset, it's more of how to figure out the deer. You know what I mean? There's different ways to skin a cat.
0: Well, I think something that probably is different for those people compared to like when they started doing the big leases or buying land, it's like, Maybe maybe fifteen years ago when those guys were doing that, maybe it was a little more affordable for people to like go get a lease and share it with a buddy, and they could afford that. But now it's like you can't can't really do it anymore because it's you know the prices have quadrupled or ten xed, and um, you know the average guy can't pay that much for a you know two hundred acre right. deer lease. Um, that's that's the only thing that was uh, kind of crazy when I kinda went down there to Tennessee. And went to one of those. uh They don't call them releases down there. They call them hunt clubs. Um, those are still really affordable. At least the ones that I I would I visited. Um, there's like a thousand bucks to fifteen hundred bucks, for, mm-hmm. but there would be. There's forty guys on it. You know, that's a lot. there's a lot of people. But uh and but you got you got access to like a cabin that you slept in, and you could you had fishing ponds and everything. I'm like, oh, that's that's still pretty cool. Like that's still uh, like a a guy could afford that and then have a place to go hang out, you know? But- yeah. I just
1: had one of those, uh, lease guys send me, um, uh, like a bunch of leases for Wisconsin. And I just started looking through them just for kicks. And I mean, there was like 200 acres, $48,000 a year, no oh. more than 300, three hunters, 48,000. I mean, are really? And and they're leasing this stuff, you know, it's like, I don't
0: think you to I mean, really,
1: say that. That's crazy that they pay that kind of money.
0: That's insane.
1: But but literally it's gotten to the point now where rich people can buy deer. You know what I mean? They can buy the property that you know.
0: You could you, uh, just, you could pay off the land with that that uh, yearly payment. Right.
1: So I mean uh I get a kick out of people like 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 a compare what I do to what those people do and it's like it's a world apart. I mean it's it's really, you know, Your property and yours probably even more than mine. But yours and my properties—the stuff that we hunt—we can't hunt the same property every year. Not if we're going to hunt actual mature bucks, right? Because there won't be one on that property every year. Mm -hmm. Where these guys are literally hunting properties that have twenty mature bucks on them. Yeah, you know, by by hopping stand to stand, eventually they're going to run across one. So we're hunting properties that. Some of them, we're not even sure if there is a mature buck that exists there. And some of them, we know of one deer we're hunting down. And if we're lucky, we have a property that has two or three. Yeah. But literally, I think a lot of people don't get how much your odds up if there's more than one target animal in an area. Oh, that's because what. That's the biggest piece of the puzzle there has to be a deer to kill a deer.
0: Me and Dad, Dad called me today and he's like, he goes, what are you doing this week? Like, what are you going to do this week? And I said, I don't know. And he's like, there is nothing on them cameras. I'm like, yeah, because we have, we share a uh, our cell mm-hmm. cell camera uh, app or whatever we share account. And and he's like, he's like, man, there's nothing on them cameras, is there? I'm like, no. I was like, I don't know, man. There's a couple of decent ones, good ones, uh, but they're sporadic. You know, it's not like they're showing up all the time. But it was it's pretty funny. It was exactly right. Like last year, we did have some good ones running around, but this year it's like seems like all of our uh, kind of pieces that we threw our our odds into aren't uh, aren't producing this year so we're just going to have just
1: got to keep moving until you yep. run across the deer to go after
0: yep exactly that's, that's
1: yep and that's what we we'll have a to lot do. of guys get to this window where they will just hunt the same property every year and yep. uh, I do not get into that window I jump around and keep my options open keep moving Yeah. Keep moving until you find something and then single in on it. Yep. Yep.
0: There's, you know, I'm lucky enough now. I I got enough properties where I'll find something eventually, but starting off Mm. here, it's kind of a kind of a crapshoot. Um I had I had a nice one uh on a little piece of public private I can hunt. Um and it was showing up a lot in August and early September, and then all of a sudden I got this picture of a guy walking around and with a rifle like pretty often and I'm like, what the heck's going on here? You know? And I text the farmer, he's like, Oh, that's so-and-so he's, he's, uh, I gave him a bunch of deprivation permits to hunt. So he went, he went out there like 10 days in a row and was shooting does off his property. That could be exaggeration, but I got him on there a whole bunch. And, and then yeah. I haven't seen that buck since not one picture of him since I'm like, gosh, man. Um, so now I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe he'll pop back up in the rut or something, but um, it's always something. Uh, uh, I don't know. you want to try to get in some questions, Dan? I haven't sure. Been, I haven't been paying attention to the chat. Wish me luck hunting. Thanks, man. Uh, and Redding. Thanks, man. Uh, let's see here. If you have questions, just leave a question mark in the comments section we'll be on here or i'll be on here again probably saturday we got some guys coming in to hunt we may just do a one of our bs sessions on a hunt camp in indiana as long as we're all not too tired or um, saturday should be fine because we we're not going to be hunting saturday we'll all be scouting around looking for something to, to shoot um lots of people here Nolan, Nolan, I feel like I saw you on Facebook. I think I saw the deer that you uh, you shot. It was a good deer, dude. Um, he said, since I tagged out early, what do I do now? Scout during the season for next year? Can't afford to go out of state, unfortunately.
1: You can go out of state if you sold your car and quit your job. <laughs> you can do it.
0: <laughs> you sound like a – who's that motivational? Gary V. <laughs> go to your attic sell all your forks yeah buy a deer tag
1: <laughs> yeah I, I mean uh if you can't i mean um scouting's a good thing but you'd be screwing up other people too doing it yeah uh, Yep.
0: i would say scout considerably like You got people.
1: I would probably take my friends hunting and stuff, take out some new people and stuff and just get out and just keep hunting your spots with other people and enjoy it that way.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good tip. Um,
1: I mean, I was, I was really like, uh, looking forward to maybe poking a deer right at this time of the year so that I could, uh, take out some other people hunting. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun for me. I'd love to, uh, If I filled up in Wisconsin when I'm here and not out of state, when you know, every now and then I got to show up for work, not too often, but every now and then, right? So, on the days that I show up for work,
0: every Thursday,
1: yeah, it'd be fun to take like a weekend, uh, in that time frame and uh, pick somebody out of the hat from viewers and just let somebody come and hunt with me.
0: That'd be sweet. You could, like, uh, that'd be a good video too, like bring some random person and be like from start to finish, video it and. Be a
1: good good show. Um Dakota. we could do tests like we could have uh, Rick walk past him with no pants on and uh what kind
0: of test are you
1: see if he says anything, see if see if he says that it happened, or if he just stays quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. Um okay. Dakota asked maybe I should
1: say those random thoughts that come to my head, huh?
0: Dakota, how far off do you like to be on a just off wind?
1: Uh, I've learned that it has to be a little bit off because every now and then you'll get a gust that'll blow over there. So it has to be, you know, like a good 20 degrees or more off. Wouldn't you say? I would say so. Especially in your terrain, even more yeah. so, because the hilly terrain really, that yeah. current swirls around. So you have to I, be more like 45. Times,
0: I would say a lot of times in the hills, there's no such thing as a just off wind. It's like, it's going to screw you. Um, that's another thing in Wisconsin this well, year. Old, man. Just
1: off wind for me is more thermals. You know, like yeah. you get it to pull down the hill or something away from the deer. Yeah, you, know, you almost, like you that. almost,
0: yeah, strategically set up to have a just off thermal. Or wind or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um whereas in the hills a
1: lot of points in the hills. Yep.
0: Um, continental content says cold front next Saturday 54 for the high in Iowa. That's pretty chilly mm. Dan. Uh, nice. Let's see here.
1: You'll have to tune in tomorrow to the show to see if I kill that deer, that nine pointer. If I do, maybe I'll put it down for that cold front. Yep.
0: Dude, it's hard to leave your home state when you have a tag in your pocket. That's that's why I like uh, going early season in September because I don't have, I I don't have any reason to be here at the, the house hunting. But whenever you have a tag in the park in your pocket at home, it's like, gosh, I can be on them right now, you know.
1: My neighbor's grandkid shot a nice buck uh, a couple days ago. I saw that. Weirdly, Yeah, real, real nice old big buck, but he had a screwed up rack. He had a big five side, and then he had uh, just some weird beam with no tines on it, probably from an injury. But he, it was like that for two years. The like, guy had videos of it and pictures of it and stuff, and I've never seen that buck, and it was right across the street from me. Yeah, I've never seen it. That's just kind of crazy. show you about- that underneath your
0: nose my mic is messed up yeah i think i fixed it though guys i think we're good now hopefully um it was the thing was giving me problems. i hope it's just one of these cords and not this expensive mic hopefully i can just replace the cords and it's okay um let's see here a lot of people tell me my mic was messed up a little bit ago Sorry, guys, for the awkward silence here. There's a lot of uh, comments going on. Twigs Angling asks, how many sets has Dan set so far in Wisconsin this
1: year? I don't know how many days has there been in the season. So I didn't hunt two days, but uh, I did hunt uh, one morning. So however many days it's been in the season, minus one. (laughs) Um uh, so there's two days I didn't hunt, but there's uh, one day I hunted a morning.
0: So most of them.
1: Yeah.
0: Just about every well, evening. Okay, Kyle, I guess we'll answer this. I don't like these sappy questions. It's not my thing, but what are you going to miss most about working together? Um... I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, I think we'll still work together from time to time. It's not like it's not like we're disowning each other or anything. Like I, I'll still help Dan when he has IT problems and stuff like that. I'm yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I'm, I'm like I'm technically uh, scared. So,
0: um, no. Dan always had good ideas. Dan always had like. Whenever, anytime I was like stuck with like what to talk about or a new store or something, Dan always had that. I'm going to miss that. That's for sure. Yeah. I had um, uh,
1: the whole uh, plan for Josh. I was like, all you have to do is do a show every day. You'll make more than you make it work. He's like, I don't want to do a show every day.
0: <laughs> that's another thing is we, uh we, we were, oh, texted or something back and forth about this. And he's like, I think we need to do more shows. And uh, and, it would it would definitely grow, but man, it's like at night that's the only time I get to see Maddie and stuff, and she'd divorce me if i had to if I just did a show every night and just crawl in she, bed
1: she, just beat you up
0: <laughs> that is a, that is the bad part about doing this is it is like an evening thing, but um mm. yeah it's that's just a small negative not not really complaining about it um, let's see here. Nate, okay, this saddle thing. People have this conspiracy that I'm going to start being a saddle hunter. This is where the saddle thing come from. This is interesting maybe for you too, Dan.
1: You always hunt I, out of a saddle.
0: B- yeah, before before I had the beast, then, I always had out a saddle. But anyways, um, if you look right now at the number one trending topic in YouTube for hunting, it's saddle hunting. That's the number one uh, search thing right now. Um, so I've been wanting to like make a video about my thoughts on saddle hunting, uh, because I'm like, oh, that'll be a good, that'll be a good searchable topic. It's, it's kind of a nerdy YouTube thing to think about like people, what people are interested in at the moment. But that's, that's where the saddle thing came from guys. Like I'm, I still hunt out of a tree stand most of the time. Um, like a vast majority, uh, of the time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dan, are you going to make a separate channel for your live shows, or are you going to be posted on Hunting Bee's channel?
1: Oops. Hunting Bee's channel.
0: Yeah, dude, it would be horrible to restart like from scratch again. I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dan's grown is um, like it's. You guys don't understand how hard it is to get to you know eighty yeah, thousand. 81K. Yeah. It's,
1: it's rapidly growing.
0: How many years, Dan? 13? Or 2013? Is that when you started?
1: No, nah, I, of- I, I think I I think crashed. I, I got uh, like banned from YouTube and I had to start a new channel. I think I got Dude, banned from showing up. Uh, that, that's what we're stuff. talking
0: about. You're showing what? I,
1: don't, I, think, the, I think the channel's pretty, pretty new. I can't remember the year. But uh oh, okay. um, uh Mario helped me set it up. Oh. So it's been 11 that many years. Oh actually.
0: I could probably look and tell you when your first video was. But uh probably can yeah. The uh
1: I might be surprised.
0: Yeah, time's flying, huh?
1: Yeah.
0: That's the thing, is like tomorrow they could like make a decision and these both these channels could be gone. Like Right. They really could. I don't think it's going to happen in the near future, but there was a scare. Was that a couple years ago, Dan, maybe two years ago? Um, When they started demonetizing
1: demonetizing all hunting channels, anybody that uh, showed kills and all that stuff. Um, And what happened was a couple of the really big guys um, contacted YouTube and and didn't like what was going on. And uh, YouTube changed their ways. Yeah, because they have a lot of sponsors that sponsor, you know, sell hunting products. So they didn't really want to lose hunting. At least um, for now. 2015, Dan, April
0: 2015. 2015. When you, yeah. you said it caught me a turtle. That was your first video. It's 58 seconds long.
1: Yeah, and when I first did it, I, I I used to like to do videos that were just like, uh, like quick uh, action videos. Yeah, and then. Um, then I got more into the, and I put the technical stuff on like the DVDs and, um, yeah, you, it's kind of changed and what people want, is kind of changed and people aren't really looking for, to see something funny on there unless they go to a short. Yeah.
0: Shorts still puzzle me. Like you, you gain a following and lose money but it, producing yep. shorts. It's insane. It's like. I don't
1: know these I just, I just watched some videos on it this morning because i was trying to figure out uh, how much money i make per short because uh i wanted to uh try and like pay somebody to put shorts up for me and it's like man you don't make nothing on them things nothing literally uh i was watching one video and the guy said he had three million views and he made uh, like like 30 bucks
0: yeah it's like it's nothing um mm-hmm. Compared to a, if you got a, if you had a regular like eight minute plus video on three million with three million views, you'd make thousands of dollars probably on it. I mean, you know.
1: The thing is, it's it's not really measurable because I am making money off of them because pe- sure. people are joining, the, the, they're following, they're subscribing because of it. I'm getting a lot of subscribers from shorts. Yeah, but I don't I, know how many of them just were shorts. I
0: was gonna say as long as it's translating to your long form content, I guess
1: and in any ways, really i don't have the passion in the shorts so if i have time yeah, I right my passion right. is making the shows you know yeah yeah um
0: let's see here elizabeth thanks for the donation elizabeth i appreciate it hey, elizabeth. Uh, she's already tagged out and she we uh you already tagged out in uh, missouri right elizabeth I think she got she's hers. a killer
1: she stopped and saw us at that uh that Dell's show i believe right and yeah um, i looked in her eyes she's a killer i was i was scared <laughs> uh,
0: let's see here are we gonna still do battle of the bows type stuff
1: um i am i uh, it's totally up to josh if he wants to yeah. continue to to be involved and yep. how much he wants to be involved and how much time he has
0: yep as long as i as long as i get him get invited i'll still uh show up as long as we don't go hunt michigan again i hate michigan <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, i'm kidding jeez <laughs> you have to do a short on that one i hate
0: <laughs> that was for dan Lose I mean, again. I get
1: uh, more requests to go to Michigan than any place else. Me too. I mean, Me too. almost daily. People are like, "When are you going back to Michigan?"
0: How often do you burn burn spots by posting your hunts on social media?
1: Um, usually not. Uh, usually, uh, um, I'm pretty discreet about where where I share them and stuff uh and how i share them uh that it really takes somebody pretty skilled to figure out the spots it's usually if i kill a really big buck somebody figures the spot out and it gets out yeah um and i only kill so many really big bucks so
0: this this the next uh, question may win the question of the night it's the best it's the best conspiracy uh uh theory that we've had so far with me uh uh, uh, he says, is Josh going out in his own? So he'll have time to finally finish Dan's pole barn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, man. <laughs> I actually, um... Uh, um, right before I went to Nebraska, um, I fired the guy. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Cause he's a friend of the, the my brothers. Yeah. but uh, I had enough. I fired him and, um, uh, Eric's going to get the job in spring. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You guys, those contractors, they kind of uh, quit working after October, don't they, in Wisconsin? Seems like.
1: Well, they do by me. Maybe because, you're there. Uh, but <laughs> I don't have time for the crap, and I need a place yeah. to put my stuff. For. I just filled the pool barn with the stuff and said, You're out of here. Yeah. I think the, the the bottom line was he started lying to me about crap. Like, uh, yeah. he told me he had. Uh, Called the electric company to, to hook up the electric and stuff, and then uh, the electric company's next door hooking up electric and stuff. And I'm like, uh, they're hooking up two buildings here that other people are putting up. So I walked over and asked him, uh, "When are you coming over here to do this one?" And the guy's like, "There's no order for you." Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's just telling you what you wanted to hear. Then.
1: All right. I think he was probably waiting because he knew if I didn't have the electric, then he, I still needed him. He really wanted to do the concrete work because that's where he makes his money. Yeah, done. Don't like being lied to, yeah. And I don't yeah. like people that take yeah. uh three years to do a two month project. Uh... But you could, you could just uh come over and finish that barn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you need to cons- consult with Eric. Time to time,
1: you look kind of like you're with that beard. maybe I know.
0: Uh, when he was here last year, um, uh, where were we at? We went to, uh, or maybe he came scouting, I can't remember when it was, but we went to a gas station together. And, and someone asked if we were brothers, and I'm like, no, just because we have beards, that's <laughs> but there's like, oh yeah, your beards are you guys brothers? So I'm like, no, we just got beard. both have beards. I don't, I don't think like we look, I uh, like at all. Um, but it was funny. Uh, will a buck cross a two lane paved road to feed thick bedding on one side and standing corn on the other?
1: They do it every night, about midnight. <laughs> 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 uh, I've seen it do it in daylight, but, uh, not too often. I mean, if it's a heavily traveled road, it's usually after dark, usually, but, uh, Obstacles like that are usually um, the stopping point. Like I'll, I want to hunt them on the side that before they hit that obstacle, whether it's an opening a road or any of that stuff, they use that cover to, to, to travel through things. I mean, even when you're looking at um, open areas, I'm usually looking for cover, for low areas, for wave for those deer to get through. You, you know, uh, stealthy, and then I want to hunt them on the side of the cover where they're coming from, which. I know what the guy's getting at. You probably can't hunt him on the other side of the road, but uh, yeah, it can be an obstacle.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do a few more here. Outdoor Miss uh, Adventures. He says, "Do you do you in season scout with the wind in your favor? Do you, do you think about wind a lot when you're scouting in season, Dan?"
1: Um, if I'm gonna hunt it right away, yeah. So if I'm in season scouting absolutely because uh when i scout in season i'm planning on hunting it as soon as i find hot sign so yeah i don't want to blow the deer out of there No. i was even thinking about today when i went into hunt the way i got to get into the spot i got to hunt there's no way i can do it without my wind blowing in there but my wind's blowing in there from i don't know an eighth of a mile to a quarter of a mile away but you're thinking yeah. man my wind blowing right in there but uh yeah. i think that if you can get by fast I think he's still good, but I think as far as getting your your scent in your close or something like that, mm. yeah.
0: Um, Jason, Dan is not shooting an elite bow. Uh, Do not a prime bow. Yes, what kind of elite bow are you shooting? I said prime. Prime. Uh, let's see here. I feel like I missed a question, but I guess I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. Zach asked, what are bucks in thick swamps commonly feeding on? He's he's having trouble um, locating this time of year in Wisconsin.
1: This time of year in Wisconsin, they're feeding on acorns. Pretty religiously. Um, That's going to end in a week or two. And when it ends, they'll be eating everything that's green. They'll be eating stinging nettles. They'll be eating... uh, orange julia, they'll be eating every green plant you see in the swamp. And really, if you concentrating on uh, a type of plant that they're eating on, you'll drive yourself nuts, you got to figure out where they're at, you got to look for the browse, you got to look for the travel patterns. And you got to look for where they're bedding, and not really worry that much about the food foods important. But it is not the main thing. You're gonna have a hard time determining what they're eating deer are like eating machines, they go through the woods and eat everything in their view. Yeah, they just eat about just about everything.
0: Okay, um, Zeke has a really good question for you, Dan. He says, "Dan, you seen any yearling bucks or basket, rap, rap, basket rack bucks?" He says, Zeke still has a Wisconsin tag and a thirst for blood.
1: Well, if uh, if I get a kill down, I could I certainly take them out. I mean, you in my area? if he's in my area um let me know let me know maybe i'll take you out and get you on something i mean um been seeing a lot of deer that's for sure
0: the uh the worst i felt about all this was uh Zeke's dad James said that uh, Zeke was pretty upset about this whole situation <laughs> he said he was pretty devastated but it made me feel bad
1: Tell me, I'll have more content. You can watch me, and you can watch you. Yeah, we'll be around still. Um,
0: let's see here. small river. I'm just gonna go skip a couple of questions if we've already answered them. Pharrell um, asks, "What guests do I have scheduled?" I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a fly by the seat of my pants, guys. I'll have a, um, I'll have some people on though. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Elizabeth says I got a Wisconsin tag, but moved to Missouri. So now to hunt up here in Wisconsin, I got to find places that I can park my tractor trailer and be able to get deer back to it. (laughs) We'll know where Elizabeth's hunting. See a <laughs> semi-park there.
1: Yeah, I don't know any of my spots I could get a semi-truck <laughs> into the parking area. <laughs> so,
0: that is inconvenient.
1: Can't you just like uh, haul a car up or rent a car or something?
0: Yeah, you could rent a car. Something else you could do is... uh, depends
1: is that on all she course has? Course. Is a
0: right when she's traveling.
1: Oh, because she comes she's through all the roads. she's here, she's on the road, yeah. Yeah, she's driving through. Yeah,
0: you know what I would do, Dan? I'd freaking, I'd buy me a little motorcycle, put that in the back of your semi, and just buzz around on that thing. If you're into that, if, you're, if you know how to drive a motorcycle, I think that'd be fun. I thought about that um on out of state trips. Whenever
1: you're, your hazards on, everybody just think you're delivering. <laughs> <or something.
0: laughs> yeah, I've thought about that like a lot lately about out of state trips. Whenever you go with a buddy or something, and you don't want to drive separately. It's like if you could, if a guy could like get some kind of little bitty motorcycle that would, you know, that's street legal, taking mm-hmm. that with you, that way you can go to different spots and. I wanted, I wanted to get the yeah. short
1: bus. I wanted to get the short bus.
0: Make a living quarters in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Make that into like a camper and uh, just drive that around and hunt out of it. Eight, eight, what does it get? Like uh eight miles a gallon and. Yeah. They break down five miles. But other than that, it'd be cool.
0: Cost you like uh, $407 to fill the tank up with gas. Uh, uh, Let's see here. How are we going to realize how are we going to keep up with the raccoon drama? I don't know. Dan puts it in the video sometimes.
1: There'll be plenty of raccoon drama coming. (laughs) Uh,
0: Hmm. Uh,. Chris asks, "Do you hunt foggy mornings? Do you have any specific strategies for foggy mornings?" I think we've talked about fog a little bit on this channel.
1: Yeah, I don't know that that's that I have strategic advantages just for fog. I think uh, you could get more more movement during fog. I would think because I think that overcast makes them—they don't like moving in direct sun. I think, but. I don't know that I would hunt any place different than I normally do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oops. All right. Andrew asks, he says, I have a buck showing up in mornings only on a 25-acre piece. What should my approach be?
1: Hunter in the morning. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) I I don't know what else to say. Hunter in the morning. Yeah.
0: I think he's probably worried about bumping it off there or something like, like that.
1: Um, yeah, well, you got to take a crack, though. I mean, I've got plenty of deer where um, odds are I'm going to bust them. But yeah, you can either hunt them or not hunt them. So yep. when you take a crack, if you, you kick them, you kick them. Um, you wipe yourself off and go find another one. And sometimes you don't even kick them out. I mean... Yeah. I mean, we have... Yeah you know, in the video we're releasing tomorrow, we uh, hunted the same spot three times, and the third time was the charm. Yep.
0: That's a pretty unique scenario, though, right? Yeah. But, yeah, but it happened.
1: Yeah, it is a unique scenario, because, uh, you know, if you look at the stats from my, my big kills, I mean, most of them are first sit, you know, but it happens. I mean, you get a deer that's in an area that they don't want to leave and pays the price for it.
0: Jordan asks, how do you approach uh, a hunt in a swamp and marsh that doesn't have a hill or tree to climb in? Ground tactics
1: for the marsh. Yeah, you snuggle yourself into the ground. Basically, the way I go about hunting is I figure out where that deer is and I figure out where I got to hunt to be within range to kill him as close as I can get within sound, scent, smell, all the senses. And I figure out how I got to hunt it. And if it's ground, it's ground. If it's in a tree, it's in a tree. If it's the stand, it's with a stand. It doesn't matter. I do what I got to do to hunt that deer. I mean, there's one time when, um, I killed two bucks out of the same spot by digging a hole in the ground because there's no trees, no nothing. It was low grass. I <laughs> dug a hole and sat in a hole, and I killed two bucks out of that hole. There's a really? else hunted dirt, grass. Yeah, you know?
0: that's awesome. It's Like a uh, African ground blind, I think that's what they do. They dig holes, and I mean they put a ground. You know, they put a little mound over it. But shoot them out, mm-hmm. out of. The yeah, middle. I got a lead
1: from a guy at work who was telling me that uh, this old guy he kept telling me about this uh, this big um, uh, 10 pointer, uh, he was seeing like on a uh, daily basis on his way to work in the, in the morning, you know, like he'd get to work like an hour after daylight. And, uh, he told me, Oh, that buck was there again. You should go hunt it. And it was a spot that I hunted. It was the back side of the property. He goes, I know you're in there. You should go over there. And I'm like, it's open grass. He's like, he's standing there every morning. So then finally I went over there and, and uh, I was looking at it and there's tracks all over the place. And I thought, well, the only way I could get at it was to dig this hole and I did it and I dug this hole and, uh, uh, you know, first light this, uh, eight pointer comes walking in and I shoot it. and It was really wide. It was like 24 inches wide and I got it. And I thought, well, I'll buy the old guy a six pack and show him the deer. So, um, I put it in the back of the truck, drove it to work, with a six pack, I wasn't working that week. And uh called him out, showed it to him and gave him the six pack, and he goes, well, Thanks for the beer, but that's not the buck. Hmm. I, I was like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. He's like, No, yeah. I got ten points. And I'm like, all right, or whatever. So then uh I go back to work, he's like, That buck was back there again, you gotta go kill that ten pointer. So then when uh um it opened back up, I went back out there and uh with the other weapon, you know, the other season, uh yeah. gun season or whatever. And, uh, the 10 pointer came walking in and I shot that. Oh my gosh. And it actually came in at seven or eight o'clock. Like when he said it was there every day.
0: Yeah. Old guy knew who he was talking about, I guess.
1: Well, the point was though, before I went on a tangent was that you just do what you got to do. Yeah. People that so, like can think out of the box and can do things different are the ones that kill deer, you know, like, um, uh, I don't want to be stuck with some method or some system that limits me on where I can go, what kind of trees I can hunt on, what kind of, you know, whether I can hunt ground or trees, or I don't want any limits. I want to be able to hunt however I got to do it to kill that deer. And if you don't have that mindset, you're limiting yourself. You're, you're removing yep. opportunity. Exactly.
0: All right. Nick's, let's see here. You guys, could you do it like every other week or once a month just for the check-in updates, the fans, please? We'll do, we'll do one every now and again. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do our best. Maybe we'll do one. I don't know, just randomly. Uh, like I said, maybe when we when we Dan has something that sparks his interest, he wants to talk talk to me about. We can do it on here. Um. Let's see here. We've been on here for a while now, guys. I'm gonna maybe do one more if I can find another one. I think we're actually at the bottom. All right, we're done, Dan. You're thanks, right. man. No problem. Yep. Uh, thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this, and we'll uh, we'll get off here and talk to everybody um, next time. See you.
1: I see you.